Welcome to GovInnovator. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is the recommendations of the Bipartisan Evidence-Based Policymaking Commission. Our guest is Nick Hart, who served as the Policy and Research Director for the Commission. Here's a clip. The goal here is really to enable evidence building in a way we've never achieved in this country. Uh, there are a lot of barriers within institutions for just getting access to the data that an agency actually needs to evaluate their programs. While Democrats and Republicans can't seem to agree on much these days, there was a bright spot for bipartisanship recently. Republican Speaker of the House Paul Ryan and Democratic Senator Patty Murray joined together to praise the recommendations of the Evidence-Based Policymaking Commission, which Ryan and Murray launched last year. The commission was co-chaired by Catherine Abraham of the University of Maryland and Ron Haskins of the Brookings Institution. To learn more about the recommendations, we're joined by Nick Hart, who is the Policy and Research Director for the Commission and is today at the Bipartisan Policy Center. Before joining the Commission's staff, he was at the White House Office of Management and Budget. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for the invitation. Happy to be here. So, Nick, many of the recommendations focus on making the most of the data that government already collects by giving qualified researchers, including academics as well as evaluation experts within government, greater access to those data, in other words, data from government programs and surveys, while at the same time strengthening privacy protections to ensure that those data are not misused. Tell us the motivations behind those recommendations. Absolutely. When the commission was created, it was specifically tasked with considering how we can increase both the availability and the use of data that government already collects but specifically while also protecting the privacy and confidentiality of those data. So that's no small task. Um, this task really emerged from a broader recognition that government collects a lot of data, and a lot of those data aren't used to their full value. And not using those data once they're collected is really a, a challenge, and it's unfortunate because there's a lot that we don't know about important government programs that we could learn from those data that we've already collected. Uh, so there are a lot of reasons that we don't use these data, maybe barriers to access, statutory restrictions that limit the use, in some cases just a lack of capacity for the expertise that's needed to access and analyze those data. And this is just unfortunate because we know the American people want a government that operates effectively, they want a government that operates efficiently, and they want decision makers to have good information in reaching any sort of decision about changes to a program. But today, there's far too little evidence to meet that need from policymakers. So improving how we go about securely accessing these data that government already collects and improving some of that basic capacity in government are really the first steps that we can take to improve and address those gaps. And when you think about the beneficiaries of increased access to these data, who comes to mind? In other words, what are some of the use cases of expanded access to data that government already collects? Well, I think there are a lot of users of analysis and evidence uh, that government or academic institutions generate that are the real beneficiaries here, ultimately the public in, in the United States. We talk a lot in the, the commission's report and the commissioners spend a lot of time in deliberations about who specifically would access data but ultimately, those are not the beneficiaries that we're most interested in. The real beneficiaries are the program managers that can make better decisions using statistics or evaluation, conclusions from evaluations, 
to inform how they make decisions about the programs, potentially congressional staff that are also taking the results from that evidence and using that to make a decision on whether it's a funding level or an input to a reauthorization for a program, uh, may just be a member of the public who has no particular role in government itself other than advocating their own interests. And they will also be able to take the results from evaluations or statistics that are generated and uh, make better informed efforts for advocacy and, and supporting the causes that they care about. Nick, tell us about some of the specific recommendations that the commission made related to data. Sure. The commission was uh, very focused on increasing secure access to data. And one of the central recommendations in the report is the creation of what's called the National Secure Data Service, or the NSDS. And the goal here is to provide a shared service facility that can link together data sets from across different policy domains for as little time as possible and in the most secure way possible. So for example, a project that would be approved through the NSDS and data being linked across, say, health outcomes and income information, uh, a linkage could occur and the direct identifiers would be removed after the linkage was conducted. And eventually the data themselves would be uh, removed from this facility but researchers would be able to access these data in a way that's rarely possible today. These are incredibly sensitive and confidential pieces of information that we only want to link together in secure operations. So that is really the goal of the National Secure Data Service is to ensure that when we're doing these activities, increasing access to data, it's being done very securely with privacy and confidentiality always in mind. The other thing about NSDS that I think is really important to note here is that often the linkages that are happening in government today, we don't know enough about them. So one of the really specific goals that the commission outlined in the discussion of the NSDS is to make all of this activity more transparent. So when your information is being used for a project that's relevant for evidence building, there would be some disclosure that that was happening. And we would be able to share with the American public that projects are happening, what data are being used. And ultimately, that's that's great for transparency, not just about the data, but also just telling people what projects are underway so we can have better information about what is coming down the pike for, for new evidence. Mm-hmm. You can see the themes weaved together in the recommendations of greater access to data for the public, stronger privacy protections for those data, and more transparency in the uses of those data. Absolutely. Before we move on, Nick, I want to just make this as concrete as we can for our listeners. Tell me if this scenario is accurate. Let's say today you have a federal department that has a program or policy challenge. It could be improving employment rates for job training programs or addressing some kind of specific public health challenge. Today, a federal department could partner with researchers, in other words, academics or research firms, to do that kind of data analysis and research that could help inform that challenge. But today it's so cumbersome to get access to those data and to link data across programs that that kind of analysis is often not done. And so these recommendations in the report are designed to make it a lot more feasible to harness existing data for analysis and research that can improve outcomes for Americans and get better value for taxpayers. Is that a fair characterization? 
Yeah, so I would say that is fair to say for the entire suite of the commission's recommendations that the goal here is really to enable evidence building in a way we've never achieved in this country. Uh, there are a lot of barriers within institutions for just getting access to the data that an agency actually needs to evaluate their programs. I mean, HUD's a really great example. They've done a lot of really great work over the last decade linking together data sets, working with contractors or, or their external researchers to analyze homelessness programs. And the goal here is to make that a norm, to make that kind of analysis really common across government. In fact, the commission outlines a vision very early on in the document that the belief is we should be able to do rigorous analysis routinely as part of a normal government operation. It shouldn't be something that happens rarely or infrequently. So exactly what you describe is the vision that the commission's trying to lay out. A final question for you, Nick. Another focus of the Commission's recommendations is about expanding agencies' evidence capacity. In other words, their ability to build and use evidence about what works and about how to improve program performance. Tell us a bit about the main recommendations there. Sure. The Commission definitely prioritized access to data and doing so securely. But there's a recognition in the Commission's final report that even if we improved access to data and privacy protections are as strong as possible, there's still going to be gaps in our ability to generate evidence that can inform policymaking. And so that's where you see a lot of these capacity recommendations emerge. Uh, one specifically is to establish chief evaluation officers in every federal department. And this is not an attempt to establish a massive new bureaucracy, but rather to recognize that there needs to be some leadership in evidence building, specifically in evaluation, which is a gap today in government going forward. So the establishment of a chief evaluation officer could fill that critical gap. There's also a recommendation about establishing a learning agenda. And there are many examples of agencies that already do this today. The Department of Labor, the Department of Housing and Urban De Development have models that, that are very similar to what the commission envisions. In fact, there are podcast interviews with Demetra Nightingale, who was at the Department of Labor at the time, and Kathy O'Regan, who was at HUD, both talking about how their agencies have developed and used learning agendas. So listeners can check those earlier interviews out. Nick, thank you for giving us a really helpful overview of the main themes and some of the key recommendations of the Commission's report. Thank you.